0: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: So, um... I wanted to talk about, um... the whole idea of how, uh... important all the, um... you know, non-human species, the living species of the planet are. Um because it seems like, uh, you know, a lot of them are sort of disappearing or becoming endangered or becoming... Ca- held
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I was there's been a number of mass know. extinctions in the past. This wouldn't be the first one. So, I mean, personally, I prefer that none of them... I mean, I'd like to have as many as possible. I just think it's cool, <laughs> you know. But, um, I think it's clear that we are in a mass extinction here, and just how deep it goes, we will find out
2: I mean like even like the, the, their roles are indirect, but uh, can we survive without some of them?
1: who knows i mean okay. who the humans you mean or the or the earth yeah, yeah,
2: humans. I mean, obviously... Oh, we,
1: I don't know. No, humans won't be able to survive. No.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but we're doing so many... I mean, there's so many things going on around the world that just uh, really...
1: Well, have listen, we, you, careless have, attitude. you have to put it in perspective. We are the descendants of the smog creatures. You know about yeah. the first mass extinction. Have you heard me tell that story?
2: No, let's hear it.
1: Okay, it's a short one. Uh, In the beginning, (laughs) when life first arose on this planet, the first things that took over were anaerobic bacteria. They were single celled bacteria. It's not really, well, they were cells, yeah. And uh, that was the highest level of organization that, uh, that could be managed. There was no oxygen in the atmosphere, there was a mostly methane. Atmosphere. Of course, this is all theory. Nobody knows whether this is true or not, but it's a good story. <laughs> you know? And uh, and oxygen actually was a deadly poison. There was occasional little bits of oxygen in the atmosphere, and it was really bad because anaerobic bacteria die immediately when there's oxygen in their environment. Anyway, uh, even today, there are, I mean anaerobic bacteria still exist. They live inside our guts. They live in the rocks 100 feet underground, and, um, you know, and they left huge deposits. I mean, there were uh, thick mats of these bacteria, you know, meters thick, 10 meters thick. You know, you find them now converted into rock, but, you know, billions of years ago, that was, that was life on this planet until the blue-green algae showed up, these mutant, toxic, Deadly new form of life gave as a byproduct of its metabolism oxygen emerged from them, and uh, essentially, what they did basically was wipe out ninety nine percent of life on the planet uh, over a period of you know several hundred million years. They were very successful. they put out lots of oxygen. And the anaerobes retreated underground and inside the guts of uh, some animals, like us. And, uh, and that was the end of the age of, um, of the anaerobes. But we, the thing is that oxygen metabolism, the form of metabolism that these new creatures had, was a much higher energy. It stored more energy. It allowed more things to happen in the cell and anaerobes are, are just simply don't manage enough energy to, to deal with a multicellular uh, organization. The best they could ever do was just clumps of of individuals. But the aerobic metabolism uh, is a much more energetic bond and all that stuff. Anyway, it's basically multicellular life would not have been possible if... The uh, blue-green algae hadn't come in and basically destroyed all life on the planet and started off in a new direction, and we are the beneficiaries of that. We wouldn't be here if that mass extinction hadn't happened. So that sort of puts things in perspective. What are we going through? Who the hell knows? <laughs> you know. But, I mean, wiping out 99% of life, you know, it's happened before. It was a step in the right direction before.
2: Wow. Oh, Jeez.
1: But like I say, my personal choice is that we quit killing species off. <laughs> you know, I mean, I would, I would uh, say we should do what we can to stop that process. However, you know, I, just, I don't know. That's just a personal choice.
2: but a personal choice because they're cool or because you think the planet needs it? I
1: didn't hear what you said.
2: I mean, when you say, like, a personal choice, I mean, I think that the planet actually... Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe the way the perspective you gave.
1: sound is really bad. You're maxing out your mic or something, but I'm having a lot of trouble... uh, because of distortion is the mic too close to your mouth or something or or is uh did you call in on skype
2: how's that is that better
1: uh let me see yeah try it again say it talk again
2: no what i was saying is that uh you know the perspective no it's not no it's
1: not any better it's 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 terrible um You didn't do any. It didn't make any difference. In fact, you made it worse. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: I
1: don't know what. I'm calling it uh, What?
2: I'm calling it on Skype. I I don't think I'm the problem.
1: Okay. Um. Well. But this is almost I'm unworkable. Fine. I'm trying. To, it must be Skype is just screwing up or something. You know, it's funny. We come up. all the way over. We come all the
0: way over here to talk to you, and Skype still plagues us. <laughs> okay. Guest 12,
1: this is a theory. Well, this is the ex- – bit generally, well, it's all a theory. Nobody – you know, I wasn't there. This is a generally accepted uh, explanation for what, uh, you know, scientists, uh, paleontologists, and everybody finds in the rocks. Um, it's a theory. But it's a pretty good one. It's backed up by uh, lots of evidence. You know, the mats of uh, blue-green, or not blue-green, but the anaerobic bacteria, I mean, they're there. And then they disappeared and they were replaced by blue-green algae. And blue-green algae does have a different, you know, an oxygen metabolism as opposed to, uh, you know, anaerobic uh, metabolism. I mean, yeah, it's, I don't know, true. I don't know if I'd go with the word fact or not. It's a reconstruction of of how uh, we think it got to be that way.
0: Oh man,
1: I'm getting all Hello? Sort of static now. Well, maybe I should. Uh, yeah, can you hear me?
2: Yeah, I can hear you fine.
1: Okay, uh, let's see. Now it's okay. Boy, there for the first ten seconds or so, I was just getting blasted yeah. with static.
2: I don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah, now
1: it sounds great. Cool. Okay.
2: <laughs> oh, I don't know. It was giving me, and now it now the window isn't even operating. I can't see that my mic is turned on and I type something and it doesn't show up.
1: Really? Are you using the Pro app?
2: Yeah, I think I need to restart it.
1: Yeah, maybe. Well, the sound is okay.
2: Yeah, I guess it's more important that I'm talking and seeing the window. I heard all that you said and what I was saying was that, um, I don't know, the perspective you bring sort of can contradict this, but it just seems like uh, not only are they cool, but the planet needs those species. I mean,
0: well, should planet,
2: I not die? No.
1: no, neither do I, but I wouldn't say we. the planet needs it. Like I say, the planet has gone through a number of mass extinctions. Didn't stop the planet, didn't hurt the planet. I mean, what do we know? Maybe that's just part of the. That's just the way it goes. You know, when a caterpillar turns into a butterfly, there's a lot of cell death. All the all the cells. I mean, most of the cells actually die in the process and are replaced by cells that do different things. That's you know, it's just the way it goes.
2: Yeah. It just seems like so
0: many of the species. That
1: are are- and again, I can't hear you now. You know. Yeah, the audio is just deteriorated completely. Let me yeah. hang up. Maybe I'm going to call out and call back in. So I'll be back. Well, guest
2: twelve, how do I sound? Guest twelve.
1: Yeah, that's right. Someone else is here. Yeah, what are you hearing, guest twelve?
2: <laughs>
1: okay, not very good. Okay, not let's, let's both of us hang up and call back in. See if that makes any difference.
0: Okay. okay let's see how it goes this time
2: okay how about now
1: uh well it started off good last time too yeah it sounds pretty good right now
2: okay let's just try then Uh, so so, uh, no, i was saying like it seems like some of these species have been around for a hell of a lot longer than humans have been around and it feels like there's little things we can do to prevent them from going away, but if well, we take our rifles out, we can get rid of all the elephants in probably a couple of days.
1: Yeah, if you got enough people together, you probably could, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, I yeah. My, yeah, but don't. I think earthlings sort of have a responsibility to prevent that. Not a responsibility, but we can initiate that responsibility.
1: Well, I wouldn't put it on a moral plane. I'd just say it's a choice that we all have to make. I mean, I'm certainly not against them. I wouldn't recommend going out and killing them all. That doesn't sound like a good idea at all. <laughs> but
2: We can do things with their ivory. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right. You can make cool, you know, piano keys and stuff with them. Yeah, that's true. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe we should go kill them all. Yeah, never mind.
2: <laughs> They're so freaking cool.
1: Yeah, I agree. But, but like I say, uh, who, who knows what uh, what Earth would replace them with? Something even cooler. Yeah. But again, I think biology is beside the, the point anymore. Anyway, I don't think biology even counts. I think at some point, well, this is. I mean, it's just one possible scenario. But um, um, you know, I mean, really, the Matrix is the answer. You know, we don't need so-called real reality anymore. We could do better creating new realities. You know, the earth could be a molten ball, and it wouldn't make any difference.
2: <laughs> when you talk about the, uh, the idea of, of sort of separating ourselves from our monkeys, like not needing them at some point.
1: Yeah.
2: You must have some sort of vision in your head as to what that
1: Well, is. I'm just saying that's a possibility. I don't know whether it's going to happen, if I'm not even sure I want it to happen. It, it's an interesting possibility. It certainly isn't an outrageous idea. Back to the idea that maybe that's exactly what we are now anyway, is, is part of a simulation. <laughs> you know, It's the only thing that makes any sense. You know, and this world is just, you know, some high school kid, you know, high school project or something, you know. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but, um... Yeah, boy, your sound
1: is just awful. Yeah, I'm not getting, I'm not even hearing
2: something here. Hold on, let me try something. Uh... Yeah, it's either just how do I sound loud, now?
1: Loud. No, no. The thing is, it's either just blasting loud, or it's so quiet I can hardly hear you, and it seems to just go back and forth between the two.
2: Now it's not good.
1: Uh, well, now it's okay, but like I say, it, it it's okay once oh. in a while, and it goes. I
2: switched the microphone.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's see if it if it makes a difference and if it stays good because it sounds pretty good now.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on. I. <laughs> It'd be great if one day we just have, like, an automatic, you know, works for everybody.
1: Well, you know, I imagine that will come eventually.
2: Like you said, there doesn't need to be 500 different models of cars. There really doesn't need to be, like, 500 models of computers either. No, I would
1: imagine a dozen would be enough, you know. Why not
2: just one awesome one?
1: well that that's the thing is that really all you're all you're really talking about is the screen itself. I mean the rest should all be customizable, and you know I mean who the hell cares who makes the screen as long as it works?
2: Well, they already have like uh, you know virtual desktops and all that stuff yeah,
1: yeah that's they, the thing that basically what we want what's important is the interface, and that should be individualized to each person you develop your own over your lifetime. You know, from beginning when you're a child, you begin developing your personal interface with uh, the matrix.
2: They, they, they're starting to do this in companies. They have like one mega server in the middle of the office and then like 30 virtual desktops off one single machine. That yeah,
1: right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, that's the way it was in the beginning with mainframes.
2: That was the whole point
1: they had mainframes and then they had dumb terminals all over the place.
2: Oh, interesting.
1: Okay. Yeah, you couldn't do anything on, on on the terminals. I mean, you had to log into the mainframe uh, to do stuff. Oh, how cool is that? Well, everyone hated it. <laughs> After a while, they wanted <laughs> to have it with them wherever they went, you know, and now we're going back to that, yeah. You know? Well, it's not back <laughs> to that. We're going like to head to that. I mean, the, the whole idea, yeah, of where something is is totally irrelevant.
2: yeah well that's cool yeah so I guess all you need is a screen (laughs)
0: yeah
1: yeah. you need a screen and the software you need the local software for your interface
0: that's crucial
1: I mean because the software is going to get to know well it's actually going to become you see that's the whole point over over a lifetime as a child grows up with his personal system it, it comes to know who the Well, again, the whole idea of who's who becomes problematic at some point,
2: you know. So you're reading this outstanding book, which is probably talking about some of this stuff in some way.
1: Oh, this book is just absolutely blowing my mind. I've had it for three days, and I've read 12 paragraphs.
0: (laughs) Wow. I hope it's... continues to be as good
1: i mean he may be talking about one of the first things that it's just blown my mind is he's talking about trust as a fundamental attribute of social organization and i hadn't really ever thought about that before and he talks about protocols and computer systems and essentially as ways of establishing trust so that a transaction can take place you know he talks about security gates and various things but the whole thing is about trust and then he talks about religions how religions are essentially social institutions that build trust among its members
2: <laughs>
1: and, and suggesting that you know that we could look at these two things and i think he's suggesting that he's going to offer a model for structuring a global civilization i don't think he says it in those words but i think that's what that's what i'm getting out of it is that you know i mean clearly i say this the systems we have in place now of nation states are absurd and unworkable and going to become increasingly more unworkable and then the challenge is how do we get organized so that we can trust one another and get things done and it Appears that he's offering a model for that, so that's exciting. Even if he's not right, just the very idea of offering a model for that is uh, pretty exciting.
0: Yeah! yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think about that a lot. It's it's, uh,
2: it's oh, I would easy to realize
1: the book. It's called Computer Theology.
2: Yeah, I've got it bookmarked. I realize that nation-states are sort of running their course, but to see beyond that is, is difficult.
1: Well, that's the issue. That's the job before us, really, since the system doesn't exist. It was the same problem that the tribes had when they came together to form nations. I mean, at one time, Europe was nothing but a collection of tribes, you know, and princes, you know, with their their little kingdoms, you know, warring against other kingdoms, you know, until they finally decided that was stupid that they ought to get together and form nations. But the tribe leaders sure as hell weren't the people that instigated that.
2: <laughs> so it seems like uh, they're, they very recently reached a point where actually every little square Piece of land on the earth had to be somebody's.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is new. It's only in the last couple hundred years that we've really run out of people to exploit. <laughs> you know?
2: And oh, things I think it's to even exploit. That,
1: yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. We're just uh, we. It's so it's I say for thousands and thousands of years we've had these behaviors, and they worked more or less up until the fact until there were no more frontiers. Until we'd saturated the planet with our own kind. Now we're faced with uh, how are we going to live here? The old methods just simply will not
0: work and don't work and aren't working. But it seems like uh, sort
2: of the last nation state to go, I guess, I don't know, will be the one that sort of isn't. In- is uh, responsible for taking us to the next stage? <laughs> well, who knows? It doesn't How's seem it like the.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know.
1: I, We don't know. I mean, we really but do I, don't but know. But I I mean, they may all collapse at them. once, you know? I mean, there may just be some event when there's just a sort of domino effect, and by that time, there may be other systems in place. Again, uh, the model is looking at the caterpillar. There isn't any one moment when the caterpillar becomes a butterfly. It's a process. It takes time. And there isn't any one time you say, "Okay, ah, now it's a now it's a you know a butterfly." Now, no. There are major points. There are, there are thing. There are processes that occur that happen rapidly. Sub processes. This is an important stage. This is an important stage. Now this is in place. You know, and I think that's a, that's the model we need, at least the, the, the model, a model we can use to try and understand this process. But maybe these guys are offering us another model, so and then we'll have two models. Metamorphosis is a good one,
0: but maybe there's a good model here, too. Uh, you always keep an open mind to new
2: ideas. I'm sorry, what? It's it seems like uh you've uh you've really worked hard at uh anytime you sort of uh, see a theory that really makes a lot of sense to you, you're never you never commit to it. Which is sort of uh
1: Well good theories. You know good like a language oh, yeah, there's no need to discard a good theory just because another good one comes along. You know, again, it's that that old old that's the old metaphor. You know, is that you got to find the truth. You know, the final solution to everything, and when in fact, you know, there are lots of solutions possible, maybe, and or different analogies. The metamorphosis is a great analogy. You know, and then. It allows you to think about things in in ways you can't, thinking in terms of evolution or creationism or some other theory, you know. And this one is, uh, well, I don't even know what it is yet. It's just that the language he's using is startlingly new.
2: How did you find out about it?
1: Um, You know, I'm not quite sure. I think somebody gave me a heads up. Maybe maybe, uh, my friend in the Ukraine, not in Ukraine, Hungary, VRL. I'm not quite sure who turned me on to it. Now, somebody did. One of the people in the network that I've met over the last
0: couple of years. So I've been really lucky lately. I got uh, Kurt
1: Swile's book, you know, a year ago, blew me out of the water. <laughs> and like I say, it's taken me three days to get through 12 paragraphs of this book. And it, it's really gotten me thinking about things that I hadn't specifically thought about. I mean, I knew we were engaged in the process of creating a new world. But, you know, and I then the idea of creating systems was an essential part of that. But now here's a book that has something to say about specifically how to go about doing that, at least maybe, you
0: know. How did you find out about um, Ted?
1: Oh, I don't know. You know, again, I, I know a lot of people, you know, somebody turned me on to it, you know.
2: Do you think there's uh, any sort of portal that has these all these things listed? Like
1: Say that again. Again, your now your audio has deteriorated again, so
2: um, Okay, I'll try that again. Um have you ever come across any sort of portal where it just lists things upon things that are all fascinating?
1: Oh, uh... You know, there probably are more of those. I, yeah, yeah, I bibliography. Yeah, you know, yeah. There are probably more of them than than I would know what to do with. I mean, hell, any one of them. I mean, that was why I, why I sort of gave up on EarthNet. And, and didn't give up on it, but, you know, I just realized there's so much information out there now, so much ability to connect. I mean, adding another one is almost irrelevant, you know. I mean, we can't even deal with what we got now.
2: Uh, it is overwhelming.
1: Yeah, yeah. So what if there was another one that consolidated everything that you wanted? You know, the thing is you can do that now.
2: But I still still wrestle with the whole uh what the fuck difference does it make kind of thing and I enjoy it, but I don't know. I play mind games. I I get myself into mind games, you know.
1: <laughs> well, I think you're still a punk kid. What do you expect? You don't know shit yet. <laughs> you know, you're still just sort of blown away by the whole thing. You know.
2: The part there's sometimes I think to myself, ah, fuck it. You know, I'm not. I'm just gonna not give a shit, and I'm gonna. Spend some time, and I'm just going to go wild and not even think about any of this shit anymore, but I don't think you can like only go
1: oh you don't really have any choice about what you're interested in you're either interested in something or you're not you know you can't you don't decide
2: you know to like
1: <laughs> something you know I think I'm going to do this, you know no, you either want to do it or you don't. Or it's in between or you sort of want to do it and you sort it out or you want to do this and you want to do that and you got conflicting wants, you know. That's more like... That's a
2: good way of thinking about it. But I don't know. Like I'm here and uh, I'm reading this I'm watching TED videos which are all interesting to me and I want to watch them. But then I don't know if maybe I'm just doing it because I've... Yeah. I still just don't know, know why. Uh I just it's yeah. not even well, it's not even worth trying to figure out.
1: Yeah. It well again, especially well no, I think it's good that you're thinking about it
2: and, and worrying about it.
1: <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you know, it means you know, that you're actually bugged by something, you know, and working on it, you know. So yeah. As long as you're full of anxiety, you're doing great.
2: <laughs> uh <laughs> I one thing I love that I I, I've been using it ever since I listened to the uh, to the um, cross training video you said something in there that really stuck out you said something about you're totally confused and you have no idea and you think that's just the place to be yeah and I love that I've been I've been uh referencing that sort of line to people and uh people just get that. it clicks yeah, I th- yeah, I
1: think so. I think that you're right. I think that's a good, yeah, especially young people, you know, who are just totally full of confusion, you know, and everyone's going around acting like they got their shit together. <laughs> you know, like, I know what's <laughs> happening. I'm cool, you know, but everybody knows they're full of shit. <laughs> but,
2: then to, but then to mention that that's, just the place to be. Oh, of course, people yeah. People love that. People love oh, yeah. hearing that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know, because it takes a lot of the pressure off. You know, it makes. Yeah, you're right. You're paying attention. You don't know what the fuck's going on. That's exactly where where anybody would be if they were paying attention. Yeah,
2: like almost like that's the hot spot. That's the cool spot. You know, that's where it's at these days.
1: <laughs> I think so. Yeah, that's why again I have sort of hope that it, you know that. You know, you know. I mean, trends catch on. You know, even good trends can catch on. You know, at some point when the world gets, like I say, right now the sort of sensitive ones are getting, you know, nervous. But, you know, and most people are just busy keeping themselves numbed by television. But at some point, even they're going to have to start admitting that things are getting really weird, you know. And, uh, you know. You know at that point, you know, they may just
2: give it up, you know. <laughs> yeah. I I I think though a major key to this, I mean I've I've heard us talk about how, you know, you sorta of have to be ready for it or whatever, but I I think that it the, the language, the way you convey it, especially with people my age, is the key because I think actually it could be a lot more than one or two percent of people that are sort of clued on to this, but it's just they don't know yeah. how to hear it. They don't no, know they how haven't to say it. Enough.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think under the surface there's like I yeah, said, I'm gonna I expect a kind of outbreak at some point, but and that may be a few years off still. But yeah, I think under the surface this is there for lots of people and at some point, you know, they may just say, Well shit, you know, why have I been Screwing around trying to pretend all this shit all these
2: years, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I don't know, for some reason I have the itch to sort of, like, if, when when I can say something to somebody that has substance, that has meaning, and is in any way slightly related to this, it makes me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, I don't know. I mean, I I, I know, like, there's this whole, there's a really great point about how, you know, just, you know, it's not worth um, breaking into other people's house, you know, and <laughs> you sort of have to let them break into their house, into your house. and But uh, I don't know. what uh, How do I, I don't do this?
1: I I don't know. I'm confused now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me take one step back. Um, some people are more ready to hear this stuff than others, and the people that are not as ready to hear it, maybe there is no point in, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone and sort of,
1: well, no, you, what Free you do is you, know. you, just, you just throw out hints. Anyone who's actually beginning to think about them will snap at them. Yeah. You know? Well, so, see, I don't and, know. And, but
2: it and, depends, it and, depends
1: uh, on the hints. It depends how they're given. Well, no, what I'm saying is you, you know, you just make little comments, you know, and you can see, like, this is part of what you still have to learn. This takes years, how to, you know, how to deal with language monkeys, you know, and you can't push them. You can't do anything. You really have to seduce them. And the only thing you can do, at least the only thing I've been able to figure out, is, is uh, you know, you say sort of weird shit once in a while, that doesn't scare them too much, you know, and or it does. Like, see, I used to say stuff that was scary as hell, just so I'd, you know, anyone who freaked out by it wouldn't bother me anymore, you know, and they didn't. It worked great, you know. Yeah. And, and it gave me a lot of time to do other things, and I wasn't bothered by a bunch of moronic language monkeys hanging around all the time.
2: <laughs> you know?
1: But the, on the other hand, you want to you know, you look for other people who are starting to think. And so the way to do that, at least seems to me, is to just throw out hints and see if they ask questions. You know, The only way, if they're not asking questions, then it's pointless. You know, you're not getting – I mean, if you have to pursue them, forget it.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's maybe what I was trying to say.
1: Yeah, they have to pursue you. And if they don't – if you're not clever enough to get them to pursue you, then you just need to worry about working on your own stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah. They get really – but sometimes they detect that you're – uh If you're trying to get them to pursue you and then they sort of get angry.
1: Yeah, well, that's just like I say, you have to get, you need to grow and learn how to deal with language monkeys.
2: It's almost like uh, you have to get them to pursue you without them getting the fact that you're trying to get them to pursue you. (laughs) Yeah. Make them feel like they're they're, they're, they're pursuing, they're making unsolicited pursuit. (laughs) Yeah,
1: of course. But again, uh, there's plenty of work to be done that doesn't involve... That's what I'm saying. I'm not... I just... I, know I, just what you don't, mean. I don't worry about them. You know, it's just they're, they're going to come around when they come around. There are plenty of things to do in the meantime that need to get done that don't involve rescuing a bunch of brain-damaged language monkeys.
2: I'm just trying to understand why it makes me feel good when... I can somehow help them a little bit
0: come around. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. I don't know, maybe that's uh, uh, oh sh help.
0: Did something happen? I don't hear you. Oh, apparently, yes, I I see. You did. Well, it's okay. This thing is
1: over anyway. It's time for me to go home. So um, I'll
0: talk to you later. Bye. plus.